Good morning. So last Saturday at our session and staff retreat, I accepted that, as Brad Drake reminded me a while ago, I get the privilege of giving this message. Uh, also, last Sunday, I was given a lot of hope that, um, and reminded in Roman 8 that the Holy Spirit enables us in what we hear and understand, and led me to remember that um, I should start with Scripture. So, we started last week with um, reading Proverbs 8, Wisdom's Call. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Um, Second thing I'm going to talk about today will be uh, from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Um, the other, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through 39. Uh, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. First um, Thessalonians 2, 8. So we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel, but, but our lives as well. So um, in, your, in your bulletin, this message is titled The State of the Church, Message 1, or subtitled that. So I guess I need to say that the state of God's church is strong. Although um, I don't think that the, there's ever any doubt that the state of God's church is strong. Uh, we, if covenant is with God, the state of covenant is strong as well. Um, so last Friday and Saturday, the session spent about 13 hours together. Uh, after dinner, because you should always start a meeting with food, right? Uh, we read Proverbs 8, uh, where God's wisdom calls out to us. Understanding God's wisdom seeks us out, calls us to learn prudence, is truth in what is right, and provides justice needed for peace and prosperity. God's wisdom is better than gold, silver, jewels, or anything we can desire. Without in our mind, we turn to the 2020 vision. Um, it was de- developed probably six or so years ago. And we went over the beacons and blessers, beacons, builders and blessers, the three Bs. Um, and we, we looked at how we did over the, over the last years of achieving that vision. 
Um, we recognized where we followed the, that plan and where we did not, and where we, we confirmed the, vision, the wisdom of having a, of these goals, even if we don't necessarily meet them. Uh, we, enjoyed for, we adjourned for the evening and enjoyed the blessing of getting to sleep in our own beds. I can personally say, uh, from going to session retreats in the past where we left town, I really like going home at the end of Friday night. Um, the next day we met and went over the why, what, and how God has provided for Covenant Church. We reviewed our strengths and weaknesses, where we're doing well, and how things could be improved. Um, critically, we affirmed the essentials of what we do. Uh, reformed theology, the six great ends of the church, the, the banners we have on the walls, the proclamation of the gospel for the salvation of humankind, the shelter, nurture, and spiritual fellowship of the church of children of God, the maintenance of divine worship, the presentation of the truth, the promotion of social justice, and the exhibition of the kingdom of heaven in the world. So we always have those six items on our walls, um, and those can, you know, um, we agreed that we would uh, we don't need any disruptive change, any disruptive changes. So, as the, the concept of being beacons, bufflers, and builders, we could stay with. So we don't have to get rid of our our uh, prop. Um, Through a long conversation about what and why and how, we managed to come up with three core values that um, we want co- covenant, that, that are what covenant is and sh- we should continue to emphasize. The first is the teaching of the word of God. Uh, one of the things that I find unique about covenant from places I've been before is um, the consecutive apposit- expository preaching, uh, which we will return to thankfully next week. Uh, but for a full definition of continu- consecutive expository preaching, please see Jay. Or you can look it up online. There's some really interesting things about what consecutive expository preaching is and why it's done. Um, as teaching is one of our core items, for me, I kind of from, learn from Ian, maybe I have one message. And that message is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Um, once you accept Jesus, you have to you turn and say, well, what does that mean? And for me is Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. In um, these times, yeah, I'm amazed how fast things have changed from last Friday when we were getting together and talking about all this to today, um, where we're practicing social distancing and everything is closing and the world has changed. Um, that loving your neighbor thing is more important than ever. <laughs> and even, you know, that loving your neighbor involves things like social distancing and practicing good hygiene and um, staying at home when you're not sick. 
you know, I've, I've told people in my office before how thankful I am when they've come back from being ill. So those are important things, but, you know, loving your neighbor, that's one way to do it. But also it's important to not um, forget about those who are most vulnerable amongst us, uh, to continue to care for the sick. Um, so the second item we identified that is a core thing is that this is a very relational church. Uh, I can look around and I think, you know, even this, this morning, I think I know almost everybody. <laughs> um, so thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, and we chose for our theme verse for 2020, Thessalonians 2.8, not only the gospel, but our lives as well. We want this church to be even more of a family. Together we celebrate our lives, uh, such as Elizabeth, Elizabeth Drake's birth um, last Tuesday, nine of divorce, 100th birthday a couple of years ago, and everything in between. Uh, we work together in ministry and grow together in groups. Um, the long-term vision that I still hold on to here is for this to be a community center. Uh, if you didn't know, this building is actually sort of arranged to be a gym. Um, and so long as the land over to the east isn't developed, <laughs> someday we may have a sanctuary over there and a gym or a community center here. Um, but if it is developed and this, is, and this remains our sanctuary, we will welcome new neighbors um, who will be very close. In the meantime, we will continue being that, that uh, community center. Um, where we build things through small groups and kids clubs and mops and um, homeschooling and Bible studies throughout the week. And now I can turn this over to Chris who can tell us about our third core value. I'm going to get off to a very bad start this morning because I'm going to say a dirty word. It's a word that we don't like to hear in church because we have the wrong idea about it. We get the wrong definition about it. And that word that we don't want to hear is stewardship. And I want to tell you this morning that I think we have the wrong idea about stewardship because we always associate it with money. And money is just a very small part of it. And we look to this morning as we, as we read a passage from Thessalonians. Paul says that we are entrusted with the gospel. And I think that it being entrusted with the gospel, what we do with that trust that God has given us, that is true stewardship. What God has entrusted us with is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're told to go out into the world and to proclaim to the world the good news. And that's good stewardship. 
We're told to love one another and to love our enemies even as we love ourselves. And that's good stewardship. We are entrusted with the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a great responsibility. And I think that when we realize that we're entrusted with the gospel, that we have a much better idea of the meaning of stewardship than we might otherwise have. Our scripture reading for this morning from Thessalonians is from the second chapter, verses 1 through 8. And when Paul wrote this, he's writing to the Thessalonians in reference to a visit that he had previously made. So keep this in mind that he's talking about his experience and what hopefully will be the experience for us as we reach out into the community in which we live, entrusted with the gospel. And this is what Paul has to say. He says, For yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain, but though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive, but just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. For we never came with words of flattery, as you know, nor with a pretext for greed. God is our witness. Nor did we seek glory from people, whether from you or from others, though we could have made demands as apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. For being, affection, for being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. Let us pray. O oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gospel in which you have entrusted us. We thank you for our Savior, Jesus Christ, and we are eager to proclaim the word of that gospel not just in this sanctuary, but to our neighbors in our community and to the city, to the nation, and to the world. In Jesus' name we pray, for it is Jesus that we serve. In Jesus' name, amen. As Dave said, we looked at the 2020 plan. It was a plan that was developed uh, six years ago, and it was looking forward to the year 2020, here we are, and it was goals that we wanted to accomplish. It was a vision that the elders had for Covenant Presbyterian Church. And a vision is very important to good stewardship. You've got to have a vision if you're going to have good stewardship, because you've got to know what you're looking towards. And so we had this plan. It was a great plan. Some of it didn't work out. And when we looked at it, we saw why. And we were thankful that certain parts of it didn't work out. doesn't mean that certain parts of it may not still come about, but there were things that, well, perhaps it was more along the lines of wishful thinking than dealing with reality. 
And wishful thinking isn't that bad because there again, wishful thinking can lead to a vision. There were things, though, that we saw that we had accomplished, some really good things. One of the things that we wanted was to, to get the uh, small group program going here at Covenant. And that's been a success. We have small groups here at Covenant, and we have small groups here at Covenant that are alive and well and functioning. That's a great thing. Another thing that we wanted to do was we wanted to make the church, the narthex out there, a little more welcoming, a little softer, but still proclaiming who we are as Christians. And you can see that it's been redone a little bit. And not only has it been, we have a nice cross out there that has light. The light, the cross should always have light. I'm looking at it right now. And this cross back here has light too. What a great vision of the cross. But in addition to to the narthex, we also took the library out of, uh, out of what's now the family room and moved it over to another room, and we made this warm, nice family room, a place for family, the family of God, the covenant family to gather and to, to have coffee and donuts and, and whatever. There's been some really good things that have happened at Covenant Presbyterian Church in the last six years. One of the things that we said that we were going to do was that we were going to construct the finest family and com- community resource center. A community center. And as a result, we have the playground. But actually, I want you to know that we have much more than that. Even though we were not necessarily conscious of what we were doing, as a congregation over these past six years, we have taken very seriously that role of being entrusted with the gospel. And we have, even though we didn't construct a resource center, a family center, a community center in the, in the way that you would normally think, like, we've got a new building. Actually, we have constructed a resource center, a family center, a community center in the facilities that we already have. You know, one of the fallacies of church in North America is that we think that church growth is measured by how many people you've got in the seats. I take issue with that. I think that churches should be measured by the effectiveness that they have in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, and especially the effectiveness that they have in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ to the community in which they live. And I think that over the past few years at Covenant Presbyterian Church, we have in fact done a pretty good job of being entrusted with the gospel. A family community center a resource center. Well, like I said, we've got the playground, and that's actually brought people together. During VBS, people who don't normally come here, but they're coming to drop off their children, they gather out there at the playground. But here's something that I think is more important. It's the day-to-day 
use of our facilities here, the day-to-day being a welcoming place for the community to come, to give a witness to Jesus Christ day in and day out. Normally, usually for most of us, when we think about what Covenant is doing with our facilities, we think of the Wednesday afternoon programs. We think of vacation Bible school. But there's so much more that goes on here at Covenant Presbyterian Church during the week than many of us are aware of. There's a homeschool group that comes in every Monday. It's Tuesday. They're welcome here on Monday if they would wish to come. (laughs) It's 50 children plus the adults. They also come, and be gentle with me, I've heard that they also come occasionally on Fridays, and they take up the whole day. It's not just they come for an hour or two and they're gone, but they come for the whole day. We also have the Kidscape Drama Club that comes and uses our facilities. We have mops. We have trail life. We have various small groups. We have Bible studies. Covenant Presbyterian Church is a happening place. We also have things that go on sporadically during the year. They're not an every week event, but they're still things that we we look forward to, things that we do very, very well. For example, the deacon's dinner, trunk or treat, the rummage sale, The various couple times a year, I think it is, the children's musicals. We have the Christmas market, and we have the tableau. We've got a lot of things going here, on here, at Covenant Presbyterian Church. We have, in fact, taken it very seriously that we are entrusted with the gospel. We may not always be conscious of it, But it's something that we've been doing. And as Paul says in his letter to the Thessalonians, it's not something that we necessarily do with a lot of fanfare. It's not something that we do asking for recognition and we have the press down here and they're they're filming us and, and oh, it's a big deal up at Covenant Presbyterian Church. And we don't expect a whole lot in return. And that's good. Because what we hope to have in return is the blessing of Jesus Christ. We're more intent upon building Jesus' church rather than building our church. And that has been a good thing over these last six years. And we've done a pretty good job of it. But with growth comes challenges. Some people look at it as problems. I was given a lecture several years ago about the difference between problems and challenges. Problems are things that you look at and you go, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Challenges are when something is presented to us and we look at it and we go, you know what? We want to do that. We want to move forward. And I hope that all of us see that in our church, that we want to move forward. We want to 
accept the challenge of being entrusted with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here is a, here's one of the challenges that we have. Our facilities. That family center, that resource center that we wanted to build that we thought was going to be a different building many, many years ago, but actually happens to be this building. Some of the challenges that we're starting to, to realize is that on Wednesday afternoons, for example, when we have kids, kids Club and, and Kids XL and we have the youth over in the, in the portable, that we have about 120 people here. I'm told that's 120 children plus the adults. And we have one restroom for everybody. I was told that we have one restroom. Technically, we have two, one for boys and one for girls. So there, okay? We're, 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 we're ahead of the game already. But that's a daunting thing to have 120 children running around. Actually, they're not running around. They are very well supervised. 120 children plus adults. The unfortunate thing is that next fall we're going to have to cut that program down a little bit. We just, we're, our, our facilities are taxed, our volunteers are, 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 they're great, but we need to be reasonable in what we expect from them. And so we're going to have to cut it down a little bit. Um, and that's unfortunate because that's been one of our great outreaches into the community. And we don't want the community to think that we are withdrawing from them. We want them to know that we continue to reach out to them, that we continue to want to, to tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ. That's our goal here, is to be an evangelical Presbyterian church, not just the church that we're sitting on the hill, but we're in a valley. No, no, no. We want to reach out to this community and we want to, them to know that they are welcome here. We want to, to invite people here to Covenant Presbyterian Church to experience the goodness of God's love. One of the good things about us is that we haven't made it about us. And if I could paraphrase our theme verse of the, of the year from, from session. We want to tell the community in which we live, we are delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you, the community, are so dear to us. We want to be not ashamed of the gospel, which God has entrusted to us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have entrusted the gospel to us, that you've called us to be your people. And as you have called us to be your people, there are so many people in the community around us. There are so many people who don't know Jesus Christ, but we are entrusted with the gospel. It is our job to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. We are so thankful that you have made us one of the centers of this community in Northwest Reno.
We pray that you would empower us, give us vision, and lead us on. And we pray this in Jesus' name. We pray it in Jesus' name because everything that we do is for the benefit of the kingdom of Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Thank you, Jesus. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our hymn of response this morning is hymn number 586, Take My Life and Let It Be. And as we sing it this morning, let's pay attention to the words. And let's consider that perhaps the words to this hymn might be a prayer that flows from our hearts. <laughs> 